You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. What is up, Holgamaniacs? <gasps> We're throwing it back today. My name is Zach. Oh, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. My name is Zach. This is Kyle. We're in my house. This Damn is Luke. it. He took my <laughs> line. We are in. And, uh, hi, We're Luke. in Kyle's house and yours. Yeah, we're in stereo in yours, though. Yes, we are. And I, 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 oh, I'm hot, you guys. Yes, you are, baby. <sighs> I'm hot, and it's not over wrestling, but I'm hot over wrestling, too, because this was quite the show we watched in your house buying games. Uh, Tell this... me why. Okay, I'm gonna, this isn't a football podcast, but I got to get, I got to rant a little bit because I've been mad. I, I've had a bad day. Mm. The Seattle Seahawks had maybe the worst performance I've seen under the Pete Carroll era outside of the Super Bowl they lost. Luke, how'd your favorite team do? Hey, uh, the Indianapolis Colts won and proceeded to be two and one. On hey, the how'd your favorite team do? The Green Bay Packers were yeah. now three and zero after another win. Oh, that's great! I'm so happy for you guys. The Seattle Seahawks played a terrible game at home and lost to the New Orleans Saints with the backup quarterback and route played in every phase hey, of the game. I thought coach. it was going to be easier. A good backup quarterback. A good, yeah, a good backup quarterback, but still, they were outplayed. And I don't want to hear any of this nonsense because I saw people on Twitter at the K at the end of the first half. The Seahawks had two timeouts. They had about 30 seconds, give or take, to march the ball down the field and score. They had about a six or seven yard, I believe it was a slant slant pass. No timeout called. Then every next play, they sling it. Beautiful completion to DK Metcalf. But guess what? Since he didn't call a timeout and he let him sit in the timeout bank, you can't take those with you. That We go to the half. No points for Seattle at the end of the half. That could have made a world of difference. And I don't want to see people on Twitter that are backing up DK Metcalf. Non-football fans this will be that, that are soon. That are celebrating. Seahawks fans are the most delusional fan base in the National Football League. Ooh, okay, and I'm not going to hear anything else. Because we had people on Twitter celebrating this DK Metcalf catch. Soon, I don't give a fuck about the DK okay. Metcalf catch. So hey, there's no moral victories. This is professional football. I have a you don't go out there and you don't play uh, 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 hey, like that. Hey, cut his mic. I'm hot. Cut his mic. Sorry. Ooh, discussion question. Yeah. Who, Luke, it's only for Luke to answer. Oh, okay. Who All would right. you rather see Zach fight right now? A delusional Seahawk fan or Marco Stunt? I think he could whoop either's ass with how heated okay, he is. Okay, I'm misplacing oh, my God. anger because it's not towards the fans. It's towards Pete Carroll and the coaching staff for not calling a timeout. It's towards the special teams for allowing a punt return touchdown. It's towards Chris Carson who right. threw, slipped and fell right, three guys. or four times and lost Hold a on, fumble that okay. was returned for a touchdown. All right? That's where my anger is at today. Oh, oh, oh! Are you thank back you. in the wrestling mode? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. Today so we're looking at uh, in your house mind games. Uh, before we get to that, we have a few things to tell you. We are big boys and body slams. You can Jeez. check us out on a variety of podcast hosting platforms on the interweb. Most importantly, Anchor.fm, but also iTunes and Spotify. And if you're listening to this. And you put in a question after Sunday. It'll be on the next podcast. We're recording early this week. Yes. I am leaving. Yeah, Kyle's going on his honeymoon. So uh, he's going to the to the, the D-Land. And he's Disneyland, going to Universal. Universal and, and I'm going to be at a Giants game. <laughs> he's going to have a whole bunch of fun. So we're recording a little early this week. But we'll be back next week with our regular schedule. And then, Kyle's going to be jet lagging. Are you so going we'll to go, to, go to Cali in October since this is like a thing now? I went in August. Kyle's going now in September. I was going to, actually. But I think we're going to wait ah. <laughs> a couple years. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Before we get to the show, which is uh, In Your House Mind Games, which is a very interesting show. What about uh, NXT? Oh, yeah. We'll, let's, let's cover that. So there's some I wrestling. Do have, I do have a little bit of a problem. Stuff. Yeah? So uh, first of all, I'm going to say I didn't get to watch the show. I spent a lovely four hours at the doctor's. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't get to watch the show, but I do have a problem with them not having the full two hours on Yeah, USA. that was screwy. And it like, wasn't ever even really announced before. Like, 
I thought I thought the whole cool. time it's been it's going to be a two hour show and then we get the end of hour one and all of a sudden Mara's like goodbye catch us on WWE Network fade to black hello what and they went they <laughs> wow. went early yeah yeah I don't know what I don't know what they were doing I don't know what uh, happened. and then on top of that many people's WWE networks was not working so I'll be I'll be honest in the doctor I tried to get on the WWE network I did too to watch uh, do it to watch it on my phone couldn't do it because you know doctor's office is lovely so um. Couldn't get on, so WWE ruined my night. Yeah, so that was a big botch. I don't know if, I don't know if we'll see that extra hour back on once they lose SmackDown. Maybe they only want so many hours of wrestling a week on their programming, and maybe they have to kind of shuffle the schedule. I don't know. That's such a weird how that works. Uh, but what we got to see on the USA Network, I thought, made a statement as to what NXT is and what it's all about because there were two fantastic matches, uh, a couple character developing moments as well. Just. You know, awesome. Just I, super great. I'm dude. hoping the plane has Wi-Fi because I'm going to watch it on the plane. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, I also want to say I hope Hacksaw Jim Duggan gets better. He was hospitalized this week. So, oh, no. no. Yeah, he had some surgery. It sounds like he's going to be okay. But, good. But, hey, but hey, we never like to see he's, a legend He's one down. of the good guys. Yeah, man. He really is. Me he's and just... Zach watched a really good match of him and Kamala not too long ago together. Oh, I'm sure that was just <laughs> It was a, it was a great as a bash at the beach. It was Dungeon it, of Doom era, too. Yeah, yeah, it was at the beach. Yeah, it was at the beach. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't get better than that WCW era right oh, there. Oh, We'll talk about that later. Oh, uh, we're probably mm. going to breeze through the show, by the way, because this was a, this show was a cool and collected hour and fifty five minutes. It felt like four or five, but it, I mean, the actual <laughs> running time, if you look at it on the network, was and an hour fifty five. So that being said, we had some extra time. Also, who 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 picked this show? I don't know, Zach. but they made a bad bad mistake. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just going to point this out there. I didn't like Luke's show. I didn't really like your show either. Yours was just funny because it was so bad. At least Luke had like two good matches. This show was so bad. It and was funny. The show I wanted to do. Also had really bad ratings, so we need to step it up. I, you know, what's funny is I was joking a few weeks ago that we need to look at more bad shows. I didn't mean it like this. Like, hey, we, I think we can look at some good ones again. But I think this one, I think if you're listening here and you're like, oh, it's bad, I don't want to listen. It's actually hilarious. Yeah, and I think you're gonna and, love it. And there's some redeemable qualities, historically speaking, as well. So, okay, certainly. Well, with uh, <laughs> with all the extra time, Thanks I thought we were no gonna have. Me. I thought it would be a really good chance to bring back. You I, thought. I thought exclusively, it's my show, and oh, okay. I you were going completely rogue <laughs> and, today, dude. And I thought, actually, it was all three of us. It was a group decision. Kyle brought it up first, actually. Uh, Kyle thought, it, and and Luke too, and me last thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> Is that better? Yes. Thought it would be a good idea to bring back an old uh, fan favorite, not that yes, old, an old one, and that is going to be story time with, with Uncle, Uncle Oni. Oni, take it away, buddy. <clears throat> I'll just have you know, this was very hard to pick just four. Zach and uh, Kyle only let me pick four. So, here we go. <clears throat> Tony Nice, total deadbeat, only cares about his pecs, a real lowlife, gonna kick his ass. <laughs> <clears throat> One time, I asked Ken Shamrock to watch my match, and he said yes. Then during the entire match, I kept looking over at him, and he was looking at me with his arms crossed. Then after the match, I asked him how I did, and he looked directly into my eyes and said he didn't see my match. <laughs> that is that is probably my favorite tweet that's ever been on Twitter. I don't know if that's real or not, but it's hilarious. I hope it is. Uh, and this one's a, this one's a picture, but uh, <clears throat> WWE t-shirt guy didn't make me a shirt, so I just kicked his ass and made one myself. It is just a picture of Oni's superstar picture. Uh, it's just drawn on a red T-shirt, and in black letters it says Oni. <laughs> I'd buy that MS, shirt if they MS made paint. it. I'd buy that picture, signed. 
Somebody took this pic of me and Andrade brawling at the bar the other night, and after this, he threw me through a wall. Then we drank Don Julio together. He's friggin' loco. I respect it. <laughs> oh, and then right. there they are wrestling. There they are wrestling yeah. in yeah. a bar. And it, lo- it looks like there's a there's like a picture on the wall, and they're trying to recreate it. Yeah. Um. And I know I was only supposed to do four, but the last one. This we got this a bonus tweet. This one's simple. All right. Let's hear it. <clears throat> this one was five hours ago. Okay. I must kick ass. 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 Well, thank you, Oni. Oni's on. At underscore Star Destroyer. He's a must follow. Who you need to follow. Even if you don't like wrestling, he's a must follow. I don't know why you're listening to this if you don't, but he's a must follow. There's some people that that was not probably not the biggest wrestling fans. I mean, we, we, I mean off Seahawk fans. we are long-winded and unfunny, so, you know, anything nice. can happen from nice. there. Hey, I guess it's time. I guess it's time to get to no, the this show. No, this is mind games, not it's time. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, uh, WWF In Your House was a, a kind of long-running pay-per-view series. It was basically the B-shows of the time. The, uh, they were they were shorter shows. Yeah, shorter, cheaper it was, shows. It was the pay-per-views that surrounded the big four. four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, I kind of thought with Spooky Season coming, this is kind of a spooky-ish uh, show. Mind games. Basically, oh, Mankind, Goldust, Undertaker. It's spooky. So it bad it's scary. spooky. Yeah, it was scary. Uh, and this is coming to us on September 22nd, 1996 from the Core State Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which Vince McMahon really, really wanted us to know was a brand new, beautiful state-of-the-art arena. Thank you, Vince. I'm really glad you just fisted that point home the Ooh. whole show. Hey, and who were the other two That's commentators? Aggressive. It was Mr. Perfect, Jim Ross, and Vincent Kennedy McMahon on the call. Uh, what oh, a... What a Sorry. You okay? Uh, what a maneuver. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. By the way, he was real close to me going postal if he would have said, forget about it one more time on this show. Who? Vince? Vince McMahon was- Every a- pinfall? Oh, it was driving me crazy. You know who I liked? What? Kerr Henning. He was, for what he, he didn't say much, but when well, he talked, he was fine. Like, yeah, he was, he, was, he was fine. He, yeah. was, he was good. It kind of made me wonder why, like, Vince stayed in the booth for so long and not, you didn't just have, like, Henning- Anybody else? Henning, Lawler, and- JR. Vince well, is like just, then Henning left, but I'm sure if they would have gave yeah, him some money. Somebody, to stay I, th- there. I think just having that like experienced worker because he was able to provide a lot of like ring insight and like psychological insight to what was happening that's in the ring, which I liked a lot. I love about that's one something I need in my announce tables. Yeah, I like you know AEW has Excalibur and WWE has Corey Graves, um, and Byron Saxton and Nigel McGuinness and did Byron wrestle? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons I always liked guys like Gorilla Monsoon and Jerry yeah. Lawler. Yeah. They, they have, they've been there. Yeah. Having know. that ring experience, I think well, helps. And it definitely at, did with perfect. And at this point, uh, good old VKM did not trust JR yet. No. So, and I think there are some, some wrestlers that we've seen that don't transition very well to the, the commentary booth. Shucky ducky. Quite. Oh quiet. yeah. <laughs> Nick Foley, Booker T. Yeah, Mick, Mick Foley. That was a rough one. Yeah. I love Mick Foley sure. too. I tried oh, yeah. so hard to yeah. like him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Same Taz was a good one. Taz was an excellent one. Also, uh, I don't know if either of you guys... I just forgot to put it later in my notes, so before I forget, uh, JR definitely at one point in this show um, references Vince being indicted. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, my God. What? When? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember whose match it was during, but it was like uh, something about him taking risks and... Him being indicted, and it was just nice. like, whoa. They, and Vince, real. And Vince just like no sold that. They're shooting, huh? <laughs> I got to tell you, man. There were 15,000 <sighs> people here, allegedly. This is 1996. Hey, I, I do want to say, the crowd was hot. Oh, yes, yeah. Very, they were. So, but it was so, all kids. 
I mean, even allegedly, how many people were there? They were hot. Oh yeah, they were. They 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 were. They were. They got up, and it, like you said, it was mostly little kids and yeah. uh, uh, women when Shawn Michaels came out for sure. Oh, uh, it was well, like I a boy guys, band. But I thought you guys said he wasn't a good-looking guy. He thinks he's cute. He knows he's, he's sexy. But he knows he's sexy. I mean, dude, he looked good here. Damn, I'm, I'm having sorry. fun. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he wasn't quite bowling alley Michael Jackson. Well, Shawn Michaels Whoa, yet. What? Yeah, well, what? Zach, I don't know why, Zach, I'm, bringing, don't Zach, know why I'm bringing up Zach, Michael Zach, your ass is way My too ass boosted My ass is too boosted. Um, way too boosted. I gotta say, this was 1996. The WWF was like peak uncool him. Like, everything was they were like hemorrhaging so money. like overproduced and the outsiders, corny. The outsiders are in WCW at this point. But we did get to see, we did get to see Diesel and Sean. Mm-hmm. Diesel and Ramon on the show. Yeah. Yeah, sure. From behind yeah. for a split second, yeah. which we'll get into. Yeah, it was cool to see Kane. Um, and I think, like, for me, when I think about this, like, uncool era of the WWF, for some reason, Vince McMahon's commentary is one of the first things that pops into my head because it's so showy and it's so theatrical and it's so, like, fake sounding. It is. I cannot stand his commentary. And he, and he doesn't say anything with substance. Like, it's so crazy to me how he was in, he literally grew up in the business and doesn't know how to call a move. I know. And so JR just piggybacks on him and calls the moves. Right. Yeah, right. Um, Can we get into our first match? Uh, well, I got to get into the opening because yes. it was really silly. Yeah. Uh, all the video packages the in this show were worry. out of, it was opening like, video. so do you remember when you used to watch v- Disney VHS tapes when you were a kid and they'd have like the narrator like coming soon to VHS. The previews. They hired that guy to do the narration for the video packages on this show. And then I afterwards think. had Todd Pettengill do them. Yeah, it yeah. was, it, it was like a VHS tape commercial basically. And they basically go through all the spooky stuff. You get a lot of Undertaker, a lot of Mankind. Uh, kind of setting the stage. It wasn't terrible, but it was just so goofy. It was hard to take seriously. And big words. Which was just WWF back then, right? Uh, we are going to open up with our first match, which is going to be Justin Hawk Bradshaw, better known <laughs> as JBL, versus Savio Vega in a Caribbean strap match, which and, is like a regular strap match. But, but Savio Vega's But in Caribbean. It. Um, Can I? Man, does JBL look kind of goofy here with he the long so hair. He so does. Justin Hawk. Like, Justin like, Hawk's looking goofy here. Okay, okay so real quick. One, yeah. I actually really enjoyed the In Your House set for how stupid and it simple it is. It was pretty fun. Oh, I liked it. I mean, they used it for like every single In Your House. It but, was fun, though. Um, there was a pre-show called Free For All, which usually preceded uh, In Your House. So Savio Vega defeated Marty Jannetty, and he literally just got done with a match, and then the pay-per-view started, and yeah, he, he just like, came back Yeah, he went backstage. Out. He was like still sweating in his sweating interview. His ass yeah, off. And they, yeah, and they, they talked about that, too. Yeah, they talked about it as Savio was making his entrance. Uh, if uh, you, if you, oh, go ahead, Luke. Uh, Bradshaw is here with Uncle Zebediah, or Zebekiah, excuse me, that's Zeb Who is like, he was, he's, it's like if, if Samity Sam was real. It was the best way I can describe Who? this. Who? Nah, it's from the Yo, Yosemite Sam. Yeah, Samity yeah. Sam. Uh... <laughs> And, so and I, I, you know, I guess I should say that was an inside joke because I used to call, but nobody, you guys don't know that. So nice. Um, Harvey Whippleman is such a little twerp. He's the special referee for whatever reason. Yeah, and they didn't really talk about it. No, they just like mentioned him by name one time, except Vince, who just called every ref the official the whole for the whole show. Um, if you guys aren't aware, basically the rules of the the, the Caribbean strap match are you're t- you're basically tied together via a strap, yep. and you have to touch all four ring corners in succession, the which, top turnbuckles, which is no different than a regular strap match, but it's Caribbean. Dude, it, Savio Vega's in it. That's Savio literally Vega's the difference. Uh, Savio Vega and, uh, is Mister Strap Match at this point in his career, I think. And um, I do want to say. Uh, this really annoyed me when Fink was trying to introduce them, and, Vinny and Vince was and talking over, over them. Him. Yes. You couldn't hear what either oh, of them Oh, wait were till saying. we get to Jerry Lawler's entrance later. Oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah. Vince is just... Poor Howard Finkel's trying to do his job, and Vince is just... Who, I, I don't know what he's been saying. <laughs> what the... No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was actually pretty good. Thanks. Uh, uh, Kyle liked this match. 
I didn't. I didn't say I. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't great. So you liked it. Stop trying. I didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I didn't care for this match that much. It wasn't terrible. But though, you have to, to talk credit. about what happened during the match when the Sandman and oh, Dreamer. Oh yeah, so Sandman. So they're in Philadelphia, right? Sandman and Tommy Dreamer are in the front row. Uh, Dreamer, sp- or sorry, Sandman spits a beer in Bradshaw's face, and then and then smashes a can on his head, and then smashes the and can. And security is pulling them away. And so my favorite part about this was Vince is like, "Oh, we're not going to show what's going on in the, uh, out there, even though it's on the hard cam, and you they can just continue to show what's look going on with your eyes." They said some independent wrestling yeah. organization yeah. has sent their guys yeah. in. Oh man! So it so took away from the match. Was this for legit? Sure. No, no. Okay, this it was, was set a work. Up. Yeah, okay. for sure. For I wasn't sure. sure if this was before they started working. No, together. this was the this, beginning. Yeah, this was like the very beginning of them working together. So when I mentioned earlier, there's there are some historical bits to yeah, this show. This was like That's the first involvement. Uh, also, they were beating the hell out. Yeah, of Yeah, they were strapping. Strap. Bradshaw especially had some welts at the end of this match. Basically, that's the story of the match. Uh, the ending is kind of cool though. So basically. Uh, Bradshaw's beating Vega down and he goes to touch the first one. Vega follows and touches it. He goes to the second one. He drags Vega with him. He touches it. Goes to the third one. Bradshaw touches it first. Vega touches it after. And then Bradshaw's going for the fourth one, but he falls down and that allows the momentum to catapult Vega. Well, they were kind of having a tug of war. Yeah, they were kind of tug of warring. Yeah, Bradshaw pulled him towards it. And he pulls him. He slingshots. He touches the turnbuckle and Savio Vega technically wins the match. Uh, Bradshaw kind of looks like a dum-dum. Uh, but it it also kind of plays the veteran versus the young guy, right? Yeah, a little so bit. So JBL yeah. Co- yeah. or Bradshaw looks like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, well, and this, how long does this match, Luke? Uh, this match was seven minutes and nine seconds. Um, if if I tell you this was the second best match on the card, would you guys? You're wrong. Hate me for no, that. No, you're right. Thanks. Uh, two stars. Okay, I gave it two stars too. I actually like. Like it wasn't great, but I had fun watching them beat the hell out of each I other. I wasn't bored during it or anything. I was just kind of waiting for. They it to were end, also I guess. like. Their punches were like stiff. The whole, they were just super stiff. Oh, yeah, the both whole guys time. are super stiff workers. So. I loved it, uh, gentlemen. I'm assuming that neither of you have seen In Your House. Beware of dog. Uh, no, but it sounds good. Okay, so that that pay per view was just four months before this, and Savio Vega and Stone Cold Steve Austin faced off in a Caribbean strap match. I've seen that match, and it literally was the same finish. Literally <laughs> the same exact finish. Was really I gave this back a then. star and a half because that was the laziest possible. Okay. Fucking booking you could have. Luke oh, is hot I, today. I, I love the ending, and I'm just saying, if it would not have the same thing, wouldn't have just happened four months before. I would have given it two stars, but that is the you know laziest. what, Luke. I have to applaud you for actually knowing that, no, and doing your research. That's actually a really good point. And I've just seen nice. that match before, and no, I was like, yeah. well, and I was also I went to check because they said Savio Vega's undefeated. In yeah, they Caribbean talked about how matches. he didn't lost. So Caribbean. I went to Savio Vega's Wikipedia and the Stone Cold Steve Austin strap match and this strap match were the only ones he ever had in, in WWF, and the only other one he had. Period was long after the fact. Nice. Um, discussion question. Yeah. How do you guys feel about any type of strap matches? I love them. Yeah, I do too. I like them. I like them a lot. Yeah. And that, I think it's about time for current day wrestling to have a good strap match. So then who would you want to see in a strap match? Jericho and Omega. Okay. Ooh. What about um, you? I know that's a match you've gone to, but I just think they could run an excellent I, I'd match. love to see Moxley in a strap match for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Give me Moxley. Moxley and Janela. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. I was thinking it would kind of fit Elias' character a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you could go like Elias and Roman Reigns. I think we've talked about that before, actually. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. I mean, or Adam or like Page. Rusev. It's kind of built in with him too. Yeah, he's a cowboy. Oh, no, after no, no, no. Didn't didn't Ru- didn't Rusev have some sort of like Russian 
That, I are you thinking of the flag up. match that he had yeah, with John Cena at Battlegrounds years ago? Okay. Do you Maybe. remember, was it JBL and Eddie that had a really good strap yeah, match? Yeah, Judgment Day, right? It was Day, a right? bull rope match. Yeah, the the bull rope, bull which ropes. is the same thing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah it was, that was an awesome one. That was That's probably my favorite strap slash rope match You know, ever? WCW used to do it back in the day all the time. I, I'm pretty sure Dusty and Dustin had one in WCW. Yes, oh, I'm yes, sure. They I'm did. sure. Uh, shall I move on? Yes, sir. Uh, up next, we get a little video package, and it's just Jim Cornette making fun of Jose Lothario for being an old man. Who it is was, a legend. It so was kind of funny. He literally was just recycling, like, your mama's so old. Yeah, jokes. but it was like, instead of yo mama, it was replaced with Jose Lothario. Jose Lothario! <laughs> yeah. and, and, like, backstory here, Cornette manages Vader, who is kind of feuding with Shawn Michaels at this point. Who manages or, or yeah. Lothario, who manages yeah. Michaels, so there's kind of a story there. And Lothario, Lothario trained Michaels. It yeah. is, it is yeah. Lothario, just Cornette refuses to say it right. Yeah. Um, uh, and you missed before that. I did? Uh, we get this random backstage uh, camera shot. Oh, oh no, uh, Savio Vega's getting beat up. Oh, it looks like oh, yeah. Razor Ramon and Diesel are beating him up. Whoa. I wrote that down, but and for then, some reason I just skipped it. And then they turned around just barely, and then they run, like, scurry away through this door. And this is the fake Razor and Fake Diesel. Razor and Diesel. So Rick Bogner is the fake Razor. And Isaac Yankum. And Isaac himself. Yankum, TDS. a.k.a. Mayor Glenn, Glenn Jacobs. A.k.a. Kane. Sorry, A.k.a. Corporate Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, any other gimmicks I need to go through? Yeah, um, uh... And then, like the the cameraman, like sprints after yeah. them and like wiggles but, the hand. Yeah, like he's gonna like he's gonna go attack them. What are you yeah. gonna do? And about then it? we never find out anything else about that. The rest nope, of the show. it's dropped. Um, so up next is gonna be Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, man, I I I'm not a fit guy, but I think I mean paste cut cut Jim Cornette's face out of the outfit he was wearing and put my face in there. I got the same build as Jim Cornette, guys. I don't know how to feel about that. He is squishy. He's dressed like a superhero. He's dressed like Robin from Batman and Robin. It's like a Vader esque. But he's like, yeah, he's like wearing a diaper. Also, kinda. it's a bad. He look. came out to Vader's music. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, Lothario came out to Michael's Sh- music. Oh man, there's I, I popped for Jose Lothario coming out to Sexy Boy in in a Shawn Michaels jacket. They yeah, addressed yeah. it, but not till after the match because I had wrote it down and I was like, I'm glad they touched on it because it was pretty funny. Uh, this isn't really much of a match. Uh, it's basically Cornette selling and whining and crying until he gets two uppercuts and he's dead, and then Lothario gets, wins. Yeah, he seriously gets punched five times. And yeah, that's the match. and the match lasts how long? Uh, it was 56 seconds. Okay, I gotta say, I'm giving the match one star because it was awful. Why? Why? But I kind of had fun with it. Why? Like Cornette selling was kind of fun. I didn't need it on this show, so, but one star, five star angle because this was great. Like, it was pretty fun. It was, Cornette it, selling was hilarious. And he was dude. he was sounding like a like a dying animal. Yeah, he was. Like, he was. Ah. Yeah. Am I in the twilight zone right now? <laughs> what did you give it? Luke? Half a fucking star. <laughs> it was fifty six <laughs> seconds. Wait, with hold four on, punches. hold on, stop. Did when Kyle? Did, I become... did Kyle and I just overrate a match? When no, I... it was so much fun. No, it was. It was fifty. It wasn't okay. It wasn't so much fun. It wasn't. It was fun, but it wasn't on? so much. Fun. Was I on? had a blast. Hey, I was cracking up. F- fans, please, big boys fans. <laughs> we are out of control. Don't watch today. this shit, and please leave a voicemail and validate me. I don't know what's going on right now, but this was 56 seconds and four punches. I've seen a lot worse than this. this guy, okay, to be fair, Kyle is as anti-Jim Cornette as anybody I know, and he, he enjoyed it. Oh, but I can't stand all, Jim Cornette. Back in this day, all Jim Cornette did was get his ass kicked. That's Wait, true. That, it was so awesome. Oh my uh, I have a discussion question oh, about you it, You do? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. All right. Has there ever been a more unnecessary match to get a discussion topic in the history of the show? It better be less than 56 seconds, all I got to say. Seriously. UFC style match. You have to pick Don't one, do one of these guys to Don't. fight Jim Cornette and why. Okay. Joey Janela or Joey Ryan? Oh, uh, Joey Janela. Dude, I'm going to. Because it'd actually be a closer fight than Joey Ryan, probably. 
I'm, no, I'm going to go with Joey Ryan because he would do everything to embarrass that man. I, w- I would... He I would, would go Joey him. Ryan because he would probably just like wear a thong to the ring. Yeah, true. And just mess with him. That's but, a good point. But I thought that was a fun one. That was a great one. Um, Thanks, dude. I, I will say, though, Jim Ross, I don't know if Vince was just really trying to force this issue, uh, but JR was spending the entire match uh, calling Jim Cornette fat in a variety of ways. He was. Uh, said he looked like a giant Twinkie bouncing around that his outfit should be sponsored by Hostess. Uh, Mr. Perfect got in on it as well. And then you mentioned the sexy boy thing with Lothario yeah. and said, I don't know why he's coming out to his music because a sexy boy, he is not. Uh, but you missed the best one. How he, how he, JR said that it looked like Cornette was wearing a pair of Yokozuna's tights and yeah. that they're fitting a little tight on him. <laughs> that was good. <sighs> I want to bring something up next. Yeah, go ahead. We have a commercial for like the call-in number. <gasps> Did you get the numbers? And Mark Marrow is just screaming at someone. on the. I mean, he's not really, obviously. But... I just want to talk about Farouk's helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because this is when he was like the gladiator still, wasn't what it? What the hell? Yeah, that was so bad. This guy was like the first ever African-American world champion. So and you're bringing him in and putting him in a freaking Mega Man helmet? Like, what is going <laughs> on here? <laughs> It totally is a Mega, Mega Man helmet, dude. Um, uh, my favorite thing too is you had Sunny behind him, and Sunny was like yelling and screaming, and then, at the camera. Yeah, and then she and then she hands Farouk the phone, and he's just like, yeah. So so, <laughs> like, so they kind of made Farouk at at the, so I don't really remember this Gladiator Mega Man Farouk helmet, but they they kind of made him sound like he's a face, like going into the match. Yeah, kind of. And then Sunny's obviously a heel, and she's hanging out with Farouk. Sunny so what's was going all, on? Sunny was there's too much Sunny in. The I don't show. think that they were. Sunny together, like I don't think that they were uh, an act. It was just like here, let's put a man and a woman in for the hotline. Yeah, well, because one was a dollar forty nine just for Mark Marrow, and then okay. maybe Sable, and then uh, the other one was a dollar ninety nine for Farouk and Sunny. Um, by the way, in the deal. past, in the past, we've tried to call these numbers. Yeah, we have before. I, I, for the I, WCW I, show. I, I didn't get the number. Uh, you want to dial it if I give it to you? Absolutely. It's gonna come just... up with nothing. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. Give it to me. So it's one nine hundred. Oh no! <laughs> this could be anything. Four okay. five one, three 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 two. Is this the American one? That's the Farouk and Sunny line. Well, that's the Canadian line, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. The call you are attempting to place is not allowed on this line. Well, okay, okay. Let's do the other one. Do you uh, have the other one? Because yes, that, that yes. I believe the nine hundred one was the one, Canadian 900, line. They're both one nine hundred. Okay. Rip. One nine hundred. Seven three seven, four WWF. So whatever, WWF. All right, let's see it. Let's see it. Oh. One of these days we're gonna get through to somebody well, with these. It's numbers. gonna be a sex line for sure. Yeah, or scam. So, um, well, should we move on? I don't. Where are we? I don't even know. We're where at we are. the oh. at the shortest segment of the night when Pillman and Owen oh, Hart yeah. do not go so, on too long. So Brian Pil- Brian is- Brian Pillman comes out. Bless bless the man's soul and. Which like I don't know if they're trying to fill time or what, but Brian Pillman just starts rambling. Well, he's like his loose cannon. Right? Yeah, he's like running on the he, crowd. It's like very basic, like this city sucks and you all smell like and garbage. Bret, Bret Hart's a liar. And then Bret Hart shows up on the screen for a second and says something. No, I was no, distracted. Bret, no, the only thing Bret Hart says is Brian Pillman, you're a liar. I was just and Owen Hart, you're a liar too. <laughs> oh right, that's what it is. Can I be honest? I was kind of distracted by that Calgary Hitman shirt. Oh, it was, it was awesome. So- he started that team, this right? This was so yeah. lame, man. Um, and then, so anyways, um, he calls out Owen Hart. Also, Brian Pillman is wearing an I Don't Call 911 <laughs> shirt <laughs> with and a has gun a gun on it. on it, which I thought at first, like, oh, that's a throwback to... The Stone when, Cold thing? But that didn't happen yet. It was it was a foreshadowing, dude. I'm going to yeah. tell you what. Yeah? If somebody wore that shirt on TV now... Oh, they, oh they would God. be crucified. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, oh yeah. 
Uh, so Pillman is just talking, and then he calls out Owen Hart, and Owen Hart comes out, and he's got a Slammy Award with him, and he's got it on his tights, of course. I love he's it. Slammy Award winner. And then Owen just starts rambling, and these two guys are just rambling about Bret Hart in the ring. My favorite part is, it's like they didn't rehearse this, because... Owen Hart's like, I know what Brett's afraid of. And then Brian Pillman's like, he's afraid of me. And Owen Hart's like, no, no, he's not afraid of you. And then he's like, and he's only a little afraid. He's like, and then Pillman's like, he's afraid of you. And he's like, no, well, he's a little afraid of me. And then they call out Stone Cold. Who comes out to his weirdest music. music, Yeah, Yeah, this was, he hadn't had the glass shattering yet, had he? It sounded like mankind's music. Yeah, a little bit. And then, so they, he comes out and then all three of these guys start rambling about Brett Hart. They just don't stop. It goes on forever. However... We do actually get some some vintage, like, old-school Steve yeah, oh, Austin yeah. quote, uh, and it's the one that everyone's heard of and loves. If you put the letter S in front of Hitman... Sorry, let me let me just try it. Let me try to do this. Okay. If you put the letter S in front of Hitman, you have my exact opinion of Bret Hart. Dude, Stone, does Stone Cold just teleport into the oh, room? Wow. He, wow. He, wow. he also said he Bret isn't a chicken. He's a slimy substance that comes out of a chicken. That was pretty good. Yeah. But this was way too long. Uh, yeah, and eventually they kind of just leave without anything dude, happening. Stone Cold's jeans are tucked into his boots. <laughs> like this he was is still finding this, his, he was still finding the style. All God, mid nineties were cool. This all was this. terrible, dude. And uh, eventually, it just ends, which is my favorite thing. Like it doesn't even go anywhere. They're just like, bye, and then they leave, and that's the Bret segment. Hart's not there. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> that was the whole point. See the, did anyone see that smiling kid that had the Owen Hart King of Farts? <laughs> yeah. Sign? That little girl thought she was so funny, dude. She dude. was. Yeah. That was pretty funny. What? Uh, that was the best part of the segment. <laughs> I've asked. I asked myself multiple times during this pay per view, what the so, hell is going on? So after that, it just keeps getting better. After that, we cut to Mark Henry, who's literally fondling everything in Philadelphia. Like the, it, it the cuts Liberty to, Bell. It I'm pretty cu- sure you're not supposed to touch that. <laughs> it cuts to him in like different places in the city, and he's literally like like fondling everything. The Liberty Bell. He's like fondling buildings. Horses. Yeah, or, he's fondling a horse at one point. And then Mark and then Vince McMahon has like the weirdest line where he's like, that's the only thing big enough to carry Mark Henry. A horse drawn carriage. <laughs> that doesn't uh, make sense, dude, Vince. What are you talking Mark, about? Mark's a softie, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh but not but not purposely funny no this was so bad this all was so bad this is when the show started falling this apart. this is where i'm just cracking <laughs> and up. it just keeps going from here uh so up next we're gonna get a tag team title match poor owen hart made his way all the way to the back and now he's gotta come all the way back out just leave the guy out there owen and british and this is gonna be owen hart and the british bulldog versus the smoking guns with Bart our gun legend. and Best Billy in the world, Gunn. Billy Gunn, who are the tag team championships. Who is very small here. Yeah, accompanied by Sonny, by but, the way. But he's still handsome. Oh, Always. He's, oh, he's best looking most... guy out of these five. He's, he's Okay, let's be honest. I'm going to... This is a shoot. Billy Gunn's one of the best looking guys in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, by far. Billy Gunn is a handsome devil. He's handsome, charming, fit. He's got it all, man. He, it, also, he's an ass man. How can you, you know, the, argue the, with that? Exactly. The asthma is what held him back in his career because he just couldn't go long-winded matches. Yeah. Certainly what I've heard. Uh, and then, which will kind of tie into our discussion question later. Cool. So, um, as this, as uh, uh, Owen and, and the Bulldog are coming out, we cut backstage to Jim Cornette, who's getting, who's having to get like extensive medical care for the two uppercuts he took in the last match, or two matches ago, I guess now. Oh, no, last match. And, it's and just his, been 700 days. And then his lawyer is, like, yelling at him and handing him contracts. Clarence Mason. Clarence Mason. And then Clarence Mason saunters his way down to the ring. I guess he's going to be the manager here. Uh, they and, have the poster come down that has Sonny, but it's been tampered with by uh, British by Bulldog and Owen Hart. Yeah. And she Which, overacts so poorly she, to no this. Fair. 
Okay, yeah. okay. So both teams are heels here, right? Yes. The, but, but Owen I have and, a big Owen, problem with that. Owen and Bulldog did the face thing by vandalizing the heels yeah. poster. And then they did the heel thing by working over the Bart and ha- and they're kind of set up for the hot tag Weren't- to the other heel team. This is a mess. Well, this match is a mess, dude. Were the smoking guns heels? Like I don't I don't know. They were kind of both heels in this match. They both played the heel in this yeah, match. Yeah, I guess. Like yeah. cuz they cuz the smoking guns were taking advantage of stuff and the ref was turned and I got to tell you guys, they the, le- the okay, usually in these fast-paced tag team matches, I'm a little more forgiving when the legal man stuff's a little confusing. This is a slow classic tag team match and there are guys going in and out of the ring at will and the ref doesn't give a shit. I also want to point out we need to quit calling them the smoking guns and call them the smoking gun and Bart. The smoking gun Bart and Bart doesn't matter. Bart forgets to sell his. He, so they're working over Bart's leg until he forgets to sell it, and I guess it's feeling better. Uh, I mean, there was like one good spot in this match or two. I Owen, mean, Owen Hart's the best part in this. Owen Hart, Owen Hart, and Bart close. Gunn have a decent exchange in the beginning of this match, and then after that, it's just a mess, dude. There's botches. Owen had a sweet enziguri though. Yes, he did. That was towards the end of the match, actually. I love Owen. And. Uh, yeah, Bart forgets to sell his leg toward the end. And then the end of the match finds... So Bart gets shoved into Billy in the corner by Bulldog, who's just standing there. And then Billy gets mad and shoves Bart. And then that leads to this like big ooh moment when he gets power slammed, he being Bart, by Bulldog. And that's the end of the match. But like the implication was that Bart Billy shoved Bart onto Bulldog. But like Bulldog was just standing there the whole time. He could have grabbed him at any point. The shove had nothing to do with it. Uh, any, at any rate, that's the end of the match. It was stupid. And there's new tag team champions. Uh, this is the first time these two won the titles. Really? And these were because they were really plugging them as like team. this like upstart team. Yeah, and I mean they ended up in the especially in those next couple of years. Oh yeah. What did you give it? A star and a half. Okay. Uh, my turn. Yeah, I gave it a star and three quarters. Um, there was a couple good spots in this, um, but it was just kind of bad, really bad. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I gave it two stars. Um, so we stair-stepped it. But, nice. I mean, pretty much Owen Hart is the only reason I gave it two stars. And Billy Gunn's looks. Yeah, and Billy Gunn, handsome. Yeah, he, he was, he's a little uh, guy here, though. Also, I had a big problem with something that happened after the match. So oh. Sonny gets them in the ring. This was and, 10 minutes and 59 and, seconds, and, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's too long. And they and she starts running down Billy and Bart for losing the titles. And she's like, I thought you were champions. They were. And she was like, you're fired. And I'm like, what? You, you guys are cowboy wannabes. Yeah. You're fired. Fired! So she stopping. She she, she, she I, I wouldn't wouldn't the smoking guns have hired her? Yes. What like what does she have to gain from hiring them? So it makes no sense. When you texted me that at like ten thirty last night, <laughs> it was like eye opening. And like I was like, I was, I was driving, uh, and and I had got the text, and then I started driving, and I was like, wait a minute. As I'm like driving down the road, I'm thinking about you it. Yeah. Epiphany. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Holy shit! It makes right. no sense. What would what does she have to gain by firing them or hiring them in the first place? At any rate, she fires them and she leaves, and then they leave too. Yeah, and that's that. Do you have a discussion? Uh, topic I do for this. So three of these guys have been in multiple great tag teams. You know. Yeah. So when you think of like tag team specialists, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the greatest tag team wrestler of all time? Oh. That's a good like, shit. Like, That's a tough question. Because I was thinking about this, right? Yeah. You, Billy Gunn had held tag teams with multiple people. Yeah. Chuck Palumbo, Bart Gunn, Road Dog, yeah. obviously. Then you have guys like Owen and Bulldog who had other great tag teams. Yeah. Um, 
guys like Edge who held tag teams uh, with multiple people. Christian held tag teams. This with is multiple crazy. People. This is out of out of the blue. I think X Pac might be up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's so. that's a good one. I think so for sure. Um, uh, because you can't. It's hard, man. You can't really give it to like the Hardys, right? No, no. You can't really give it to the Dudleys because because no. they only won tag team with yeah. themselves, and they were better as a unit. <laughs> Does would Arn count on that list? Arn Anderson? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I he mean, had a few different iterations of the um, Horsemen that he was in. Man, that's a good question. It's Booker, a hard Booker one. T's another yeah, one. Booker Stevie T. Ray. Yeah, well, I guess no. He only really did Harlem Heat. Um, but I mean, you could also make an argument for that because as a single star, he didn't have the juice. But in a tag team, he was great. So, so there's I different be, ways you can take that question. I was picking Billy Gunn because That's you, not have, a bad pick, you have dude. Billy and Chuck. Mm-hmm. You the have smoking guns. the Smoking Guns. The New Age Outlaws. The New Age Outlaws. I'm pretty sure he won the, the belts with somebody else. And he's probably point. with X-Pac at some point, yeah. let's be honest. When you guys decide, I'll go to Billy's page. I'm saying And Voodoo Kin Mafia if you want to get real. I'm saying Arn because they kind of set the groundwork for what a heel tag team match looks like. Sure. So for that reason alone, I'm going Arn Arnie. Yeah, Double I, A. I'm just trying to think of someone who's a better tag team wrestler than they are singles. Um, I guess it was just Road Dog, Bart, and Chuck, but he also has the longest time in between ta- tag team title runs in the WWE. Really? Because it was that's, like 95, and then what? 2016. That's a really interesting stat. Hey, oh yeah. I forget they came back and won the tag team titles then. Leave, leave us a voicemail on that one because that's a yeah, really that's a great that's question. A really good question. Who's Luke? the best tag team specialist of all time? Luke, voicemail. you got one. Well, I, I think I'm I going think Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, all right, sweet. There's, hey, there's no wrong answers here, unless you said like Hulk uh, Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. Shall I move on? Who's my second choice? Oh, Hulk, good. Hulk's well, only got one title, tag team title reign. Thanks. Uh, up next. Oh, uh, it was Kane. Uh, pre pre mask being taken <laughs> yeah, off. That's right. Uh, <laughs> up next, Joe. we get Jerry Lawler and Mark Henry. They had to bring him in off the streets. He was he got a little too fondly with some objects. So. Oh, well, Kevin Kelly was doing it. Oh yeah, Kevin Kelly mankind. interviewed mankind to Paul Bear. Paul Bear was on one in this interview. Oh, he was yeah. yelling so loud. I didn't even know what he was saying, but I was like, yeah, man, I'm into it. Uh, there it's in the really cre- it was. Can I say it was cool and ahead of its time? Because it kind of was. I always liked Paul Bear. Oh, yeah, me too. Er. He freaked me out when I was a kid, but <laughs> nice. as a grown-up, I appreciate him. Uh, after that, uh, they co- oh, Mankind has a really good line here. He says his goal in life is to make Shawn Michaels miserable. Uh, I think he also said to break his kidneys or something like that, or like Ooh. rupture his kidney. That's not even funny. I, I thought it was because some people have kidney problems like me. Yeah, well, some people also don't eat any vegetables like you do. So, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you get what you get. I eat Zuck. Pardon me? Excuse me? The Zuck's zucchini oh yeah nice Jesus. i thought you were talking about a different Please, kind of zuck. No, no, just go just go jerry lawler versus mark henry was a match that happened uh this holy cow dude well jerry i have to talk about jerry lawler's entrance Please because do it, it Please was do one it. of the most ridiculous things i've ever seen so there's several layers of of of, of mess to this so jerry lawler's music plays he comes out he starts cutting a promo while his music's playing which is fine Vincent Mann decides it's a good idea to start talking over him, cutting a promo over his music playing. Then we cut away to uh, an incident that happened between Mark and Jerry Lawler. Where everybody's still talking. So so then we have the audio of the cutaway, the audio of Jerry, the audio of Vince and Jerry's music all playing on top of each other. How does this happen? How do you let this happen? Production it's nightmare. so bad. It was so bad. Is Kevin bad. Dunn here? Is Kevin Dunn in the I building? I think he is. I think he was in the chair at this you know point. You know what's funny is Lawler was probably being hilarious. Oh, I'm sure he was. Some I'm of, sure I, he was I heard some of the stuff he was saying. It was funny. Yeah, it, it, so basically the whole thing is 
He made fun of like he singled out people in the crowd. Yeah, and made fun of them. And he was talking about the Olympics. His favorite thing in the Olympics was synchronized swimming because, because he if wants one to see swimmer if one drowns, drowns, the other two have to as well. Uh, I don't know what like they were doing stand up bits. Jim Cornette was doing a stand up bit. Vince's Lawler. show was a mess, dude. So that man, if you want to watch one thing from the show besides the main event, watch Jerry Lawler's entrance because it is the is a train wreck. I don't know how this got past anybody. Like it was so bad. Yeah. Uh, so. Basically, Jerry also, Lawler says he's going to take Mark Henry to wrestling school in this match and show him Also, that- I just don't like... So, Mark Henry's being billed. Like, he's the world's strongest man. He just got out of the Olympics. So on and so forth. And they're still trying to be like, oh, well, Jerry Lawler's won some titles. Yeah, he was yeah. a really good wrestler. He's going to show yeah. him what's up as yeah. if Mark Henry's not 400 pounds. Right, I know Jerry Lawler's like, I bet he can't even get out of a headlock. LOL, Jerry Lawler. He's Mark the Henry, strongest man. Mark Henry could pick you up with one hand. Come on. Uh, so he does get out of the headlock almost instantly when the but match starts. But he is green as grass. Oh, yeah. In oh, his yeah. all-American singlet. Uh, honestly, this match, how long is this match? Five minutes and 13 seconds. It's just five minutes and nothing happening because that's pretty much... He almost killed... The, the most eventful thing in this match was how he almost dropped Jerry Lawler on his head with a gorilla press slam. That was the most eventful thing that happened in this match. I did get a kick out of Lawler like running at him and just getting shouldered down. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Mark Henry, like you said, he's super green here. He does manage to put Jerry Lawler in a headlock, which he thinks he's all proud of himself for doing that. He And Lawler gets out of it. He reverses into a hammer lock. That was... Uh, yep. Yeah. Good. And then uh, the, the ending comes where... Uh, Mark Henry lifts Lawler up into a backbreaker submission. And, it's, like, uh, it's like a bear hug in the dominator position. Yeah, that's a good way to look at yeah. it. Or like a torture rack in the dominator kind position. Kind of, yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, at any rate, Lawler instantly quits. Like, the second he, like, torques the back, he's like, I'm out. Uh, and that's the match. What'd you give the match? Before? I want to get into the post-match okay. first. So, God, this is brutal. After the match, uh, who comes out first? Leaf Cassidy, Al Snow. Yes. A.K.A. Al Snow. Yes. And then Marty Jannetty. Because they're the new rockers. And then Triple H. Uh, no. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Sorry. Her. Hunter Hearst Helmsley comes out. Uh, they Henry's just throwing him all out of the ring. And then he picks up Triple H for Hunter a gorilla press slam. I'm saying Triple H. And as this is happening, you see Jerry Lawler, like, visibly arguing, like, hard with a fan, like, for real. Yeah. With a fan outside. It's on the hard cam. So he's not there to get to the. So basically, Henry throws Hunter Hearst Helmsley over the ring onto everybody, except Lawler, who, like, jogs over to, like, check on them after. Uh, this was a mess. He, he reverted to Memphis heel. Yeah, he hey, did, man. Can I say something? Yeah. I appreciate that Hunter Hearst Helmsley kept those initials throughout his career. I know. Instead of, like, changing them, like, Obviously, like Isaac Yankum yeah. or other guys, yeah, changed. He still call him Hunter the, to this the, day. Yeah, yeah. I the, love that. I despite too, completely changing yeah. his gimmick. Oh, a hun- he changed his gimmick like five different times. Oh, also, I gotta mention. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that Mark Henry got a huge display of pyro after this too. Oh yes, a wild like, one. And he got some USA pops. Too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of which, course. Which, why are you chanting USA to a guy that just beat somebody from Memphis? <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. What'd you give uh, it? One point two five stars because it was kind of funny. I gave it one point two five as well. How are we doing this? I I, I laughed yeah. a lot and in a great way. <laughs> I like how Kyle and I are admitting we're overrating these matches in our own way. Luke, what did you give how it? How does this keep happening? What did you give Three it? quarter stars, bro. <laughs> Three quarter stars. This is these are some of the worst matches we've seen. <laughs> I I can think of more that I that 
I disliked a lot more in our history. You My guys, ass is boosted. Were you guys drunk when you watched this? No. Were you just feeling super happy? Like, what was going on? I was something when I was watching this. I, was, I wasn't drunk, though. I just I kept was com- shaking my head this whole paper. I was completely sober. And you guys are having the time of your fucking lives. I wasn't, though. Here, that's the funny thing, is in retrospect, I'm You're laughing about it. You're miserably overrating it? I was miserable. Oh. Ask Kyle. I was texting during the show. I was I was like, every after every match, I was like, I've about had it with this shit, man. I, I was honestly just dying. It was like that Halloween Havoc that it we watched. It was in a way. It was. Yes. Yeah, it was. But, but worse. It wasn't, this was worse. That show was better than this one. Oh, yeah. But yes. I just found myself enjoying myself while watching it because it was so funny, which is a great thing to do. Just, just do you have a discussion topic for really this match? Funny. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Mark Henry just in general like after his whole career is said and done? Oh, I love him. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I'm super proud of the way he turned his career around evolved. and became yeah became a he, legit he superstar. really became a super heel at one yeah, point. Yeah, he I'm super. That I just think, pain, baby. I think his career arc is like the perfect. If 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 anybody's feeling down about themselves trying to get into the business, just look at the way Henry's career arcs, and I think and that's really, all you need to know. He really just kept like stutter sputtering yeah uh he was getting put in stupid angles he, he would finally get up to something cool and then he'd be off tv for a while he'd get back sent to back to OBW. But, but then he he went into the nation of domination that was kind of cool and then he started giving birth to a hand and it was back <laughs> to ovw I, and then he'd show up as the like th- with theodore long managing yeah. him and then he kind of disappeared again yeah. then he came back as the house of pain he was always there he was always kind of just there he was, he was always a really good heel he always did what he was asked I yeah. love sexual chocolate way too much for how terrible it was. I did oh, too, man. For somebody, it's sexual, baby. For somebody who is just mess- <laughs> ragging on me and Zach, you like sexual chocolate. I like sexual chocolate too. Yeah, well, oh. I some reason liked Kurgan, and that makes no damn sense. I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I still think the angle when he got that lady in the bathroom and he was like, oh my lord, you got a penis, was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I still to this day <laughs> oh, yeah. think that's hilarious. The, his um, delivery is what made it for me. Also, I read something about Mark Henry when he first got signed, because obviously... He, this is his first pay-per-view, um, and he had been he had trained for like a week or two max. Um, but Vince I, McMahon, you can tell. But Vince McMahon, before he even wrestled, gave him like a 10-year contract. Something stupid. Yep, it was yeah. ridiculous. Something stupid. But they couldn't afford Bret Hart for 10 years, but they could Mark Henry back then. Well, I'm sure, they oh, I'm sure the dollar that. amount isn't yeah, it was exactly. Not, it was not like a mil- how, what you don't You don't think an Olympian was getting paid pretty good back then? I mean, not as well as you think, probably. Uh, That's think all he, I'm going to say. He wasn't, he, was doing, the, he wasn't getting the Bret Hart contract. I'm, I'm sure no he was way. doing well. Oh, he, he, was, he was feeding his family, but he wasn't Bret Hart in it. Um, well, shall we move on? Yes, this is probably the only match I overrated. <laughs> this, oh man, I underrated this match probably then. Uh, so, Golden Thunder Terry have the goofiest video package of all time. Uh, and it, my favorite part of this video package is if you watch carefully, there's a part where Mankind comes up from under the ring, and you can clearly and visibly see the knife that he used to cut the, the mat. It's right there. Shown multiple times in the <laughs> I, shot. I like, didn't see it, but that's So hilarious. you showed it live, and then you showed it in this video package. I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know if it was intentional. It, it could have been. What's super funny is when you brought that up, I went back and looked at it. And you could totally see it. Yeah. It's right there. Uh, yeah, this was really goofy. The whole video package was just like early like, mid 90s cheese uh by the way this is it was entirely focused on mankind and the undertaker and then it sets up a gold dust versus undertaker match which is another just, thing you just because love. somehow gold dust is is part of this <laughs> yeah whole crew. he gets paul, drug in paul, paul bearer basically uh turned on undertaker and then yeah that's what led up uh this. we're crunched for time so we get a jobber entrance for gold dust and, and he's with marlena he's with marlena <laughs> hot i'm gonna <gasps> Holy bosom shot. They the, uh, at one point the cameraman adjusted so you could even get a better bosom I shot. I want to be too. honest. Yeah, I never found her attractive. I mean, really? either actually. Really, oh, I found. No. 
Not the, at all. The, those dresses I found. Sexy was I the only one disappointed shit. you didn't get to see the full Goldust entrance? Because that's one yeah, of my. Me this yeah, era, Goldust has one of my favorite entrances of all time. Yeah, man, I agree. This character was ahead of his time. Oh, big time. nobody was ready for him. But hey, nobody could have played that character except no for way. Dustin. No way. Um, I want to get all the good things I have to say about this before the match actually starts. Uh, by the way, this is the final curtain match, which is no disqualification and pinfall only. I'm gonna say that again. This is a this is a, a final curtain match, which means no disqualification and pinfall only. Okay, no disqualification. Yep. And pinfall only. Roger that. Uh, several times throughout this match, Tim White threatened to disqualify Goldust, and several times throughout this match, he was counting when the men were outside of the ring, and several times throughout this match, Goldust and Marlena would make sure to cheat only when the referee wasn't looking and he was distracted. Uh, I just want to remind you that there is no disqualification, and pinfall is the only way to win this match. He was also enforcing rope breaks and five counts. That instantly took me out of this match. <laughs> instantly took me out of this match. Whatever this could have been a five star classic. It wasn't. It could have been, and I was I was out of it, dude. I did. It really broke my immersion. It really did. I know it's just a little detail. You know what though? I totally missed the no DQ part. Did you? They yeah. said it like they said it. said it like seventeen times. I, well, yeah, the other two also said it once or twice. Um, I, maybe there just came a point where I just stopped listening to Vince McMahon. So this was an ODQ match, but this was far less like no DQE than the regular rules main event that we got. The only thing that happened in this match that would have constituted a DQ was when Goldust blew the dust. And uh, true. And I think Marlena like did a slap at one point, which slapping a dead man's really gonna hurt him a lot. Marlena. Yeah, she Good. smacked him in the face. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this match was when Vince said "Wow" to a vertical suplex. So that just shows you what kind of action you're in for in this match. Uh, you get some Undertaker stuff. You get the sit-ups. You get the fun. Hey, the, the crowd was hot. The crowd was for Undertaker. super hot for Undertaker. Undertaker the old school. Undertaker could have done anything like a horrible choke slam that Goldust landed on his feet, and the crowd still. Popped. Yeah, we got to talk about that choke slam God at the end of this match. Yeah. Uh, who's that on, by the way? Is it I think that's guys? on Goldust. You, that's kind of what that's I was on thinking. Goldust. It uh, was awful because basically the end of the match comes when Goldust gets up on top, like he's going to do a top rope maneuver, which this was 1996. So anybody getting on the top was a pop, instant pop from the crowd. By the way, yeah, uh, he gets a super choke slam off, but he lands on his feet, and yeah, then he so- cr- cr- crumbles to the ground. And oh, that's completely Dustin's fault. How is it not? Like he didn't get up enough, I guess. Right? Like well, he didn't lay out enough. Or just lay. Yeah. Or just lay. It down. was really bad. And then um, he, after that, we get a tombstone, and the match ends in ten minutes and twenty three seconds. <sighs> What'd you give it? One point seven five. I didn't like it at all. I gave it one point seven five, but I'm uh, kind of like breaking on two because I think the crowd's enjoyment made me enjoy that's the only more. reason i didn't give it like a 1.5 or 1.25 they were so into it I, I had to bump it up i mean there's something about seeing both old school undertaker and old school gold there was a presence that i, that I really like they had a presence you but can't I, deny that i think i'll stick at the 1.75 so well that's, i enjoyed it i gave it two for you pal because well, there you go i have a raging hard on for old i don't school think undertaker. you overrated that though no, I was expecting like two and a half. From yeah, you, so. yeah. If you would have given it two and a half, I it was ugly, man. It was ugly. It was ugly. <laughs> no, at least it would have been. At again, least it would have been for a purpose this time. Okay, oh, I, yeah, got a, right? I got a question though. Yeah. All right. Now, don't start saying what the best one is. Okay. This isn't what the best is because Luke always gets these mixed up. Okay. This is not the best. What is your personal favorite Undertaker feud? Not the app. Not the one you think the best of all time is, but the one that you like the most. Shawn Michaels. Kane. I was thinking either Kane or Mankind, but I shit. Yeah, I'm still with Kane. Though. Yeah, I, I, Mankind was so good. Those two were probably my two favorites. I'm saying so, Shawn Michaels because they had two of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. I just I remember being a kid. Um, the Inferno match I was enamored with, even mm-hmm. though it was terrible. Mm-hmm. 
the WrestleMania 20 return yes. and the build up to it. That yes. match was not very good. No, but the but whole build up was amazing. The build up didn't matter. In, yeah. in the Royal Rumble when the lights went out. Yeah, and, and uh, Kane I was, was losing so it. into it, that was, that, especially at the time. I think I have to go with Kane. The Mankind's a close second. That might be Goldberg's one. third. Hey, that's another good voicemail topic. What's your guys' favorite Undertaker feud? I want to hear sure. what people have to think. I love or, so many you could or, choose from. I love how you guys no-sold that. What? I'm always going to no-sell it. What'd you say? That, that Goldberg was my third favorite. Fuck, that wasn't even a feud. <laughs> that doesn't even um, count. But, or your favorite Undertaker moment, too. Because I think him coming back at WrestleMania 20 is my favorite return of all time. It was is that a- your favorite like Undertaker moment of all time? Um, I don't know if that is it bad if my favorite Undertaker yeah. moment is a mankind moment when he throws him off. It's the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, whole that's what I was spectacle. Say. Yeah, that's probably my favorite too. But I mean, he does he deserves um like all the moments. He yeah. was a part in some major. Oh moments. yeah, oh yeah. Especially coming out the one biscuit. Hands up, no hands down. But but really Back that re- that return might be my all-time yeah. favorite as well yeah, yeah i think for sure. so. that or I just remember actually the chills. my second oh my favorite behind uh hulk hogan 2002 when he came back as red and yellow yeah that was huge yeah with the pop that was like 18 minutes long <laughs> oh for sure um shall we move on yes Here. up next little <laughs> oh baby boy God. kevin kelly is interviewing Shawn michaels and if you want to talk about rambling Shawn michaels had no idea what he was talking about man awkward the whole point was that he was nervous but he was just like and he was just going on and i was like yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. Like, he did say one kind of funny thing was he was like if he's playing mind games with me well it's not gonna work because i ain't got no mind Either there's not much funny. going on yeah. in this uh, yeah. yeah. that's kind of funny yeah. other as, as he's scared he yeah as he's saying in the very next sentence but i am scared by the way so it is working um which I do kind of like that story, by the way, about how Michaels is visibly nervous, even when he comes out to the ring. I guess I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but this is going to be the I, main event. I, I do get, like like you're saying, I get that he was supposed to be super nervous and acting off kilter. He came but, off but, as him just rambling, But there was though. just zero direction Yeah, he all. was. it was like he was talking to an old friend. It's like, at I the don't tra- know how I'm going to beat yeah, those two. It, it was like he was talking to like a high school friend at a train station that he hasn't seen in five years. He was just like, hey, yeah. And maybe high. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure his eyes were looking all two different directions. I'd say so. Uh, up next, that does lead to the main event, which is going to be Mankind, who has a dope entrance. With yes. Paul Bear. Versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF title. It's so weird to see, like brand new mankind in the title picture already like it's awesome though kind of like the fiend this is yo yeah <gasps> hey don't tell me they're gonna have him lose i hope they don't have him oh, i'm gonna get hot oh, I, I was hotter i'm gonna get hot again um oh we won't dude that will just be that show would just be all of us screaming at the same time and not stopping for an oh hour. yeah uh so don't tune in that. so always tune in i picked just this show because of this match um and it didn't. This match didn't let me down. No, this was a fantastic match. I loved it. This was in a fact, fan. If had there been a real finish to this match, I'm thinking it's five stars. Yeah, if, yes. if it had yeah. a real finish, yes, it's absolutely. Five it's stars. really good. Yeah. Uh, it tells a story. It starts slow. Uh, well, it actually starts kind of fast, and then well, it slows, and then it fasts again. Because the first thing that happens essentially is mankind clotheslines himself and Sean the cactus clothesline out of the ring. He pulls back the. Uh, the mat. The mats. Yep. They're Sean, taking bumps on the concrete. Sean floor. drop kicks the mat over him. Yeah. And then starts and the, stomping the on it. Stomps it. And then he does a back body drop to Mick, whose head just bounces, as JR says, like an egg. Or not with Shawn Michaels' head who bounced like an egg also, off of the concrete floor. When they were getting involved with the tables and chairs, uh uh-huh. at the Spanish announcer 
looked so annoyed. I know. It was like he was getting pissed. I know. He's like, I'm not paying enough for this. Uh, which is also because I love that Mankind, he doesn't use it as a weapon. He just kind of moves it. Yeah. Which sets up for the spot, though, of Shawn Michaels leaping over it like a gazelle, which was pretty cool. Oh, uh, sick. Eventually, they do go through the announce table after they fight off the outside. They both cr- crash so, through it at one point. And the point. Spanish announcer still looks annoyed. Yeah. So Mankind, yeah, went for a back body drop, super uh-huh. back body drop. And then Shawn, I guess, changed his weight so that Mankind took all of it. Yeah. Uh, mankind, the whole story here is, is Sean's trying to work any and all body parts that he can to make him weak. He starts with the knees. Uh, he, we get the great spot where Shawn Michaels suplexes Mankind onto the steel steps and he, his knees just twang off the steps. Dude. At one point he goes for a running knee outside. Sean moves and he just right you, into the steps you wanna again. Know, you want to know why the hell Mankind, like, <laughs> Mick I mean, can't there's, walk. there's very many reasons. But Watch like, a why, match like this. Why his hips and legs yeah. are destroyed. That sig- a signature mankind spot was yep. him sprinting yeah. into the steps and yeah. getting upended and all. The, I over. mean, all the classic Mick Foley mankind stuff was here. I love. So at one point they're outside, they're brawling. He misses with the knees. He eventually gets the cactus elbow drop uh, onto the exposed concrete. It was like he he cleared the mats. It was like on the entrance ramp. Did oh, you yeah. guys see the distance he got on that elbow drop? Oh, yeah. And then he gets him back in the ring. And maybe my favorite sequence of the match is where he, he's just hitting Shawn Michaels with everything that he has he hits him with a double underhook ddt he hits him with the pile driver he's hitting him with like all the greatest hits oh yeah uh which is cool to show that hey you know i'm crazy but i can wrestle uh he gets the mandible claw on twice one of the times he's actually caught like in the ropes like you know like he's getting hung yeah like that time and when he, uh, he gets off. it in and i love the way he squeals when he yeah, gets it's like a he pig. squeals like a pig when he gets the mandible claw yes. it's it's so creepy and so unnerving. OG Mankind, man. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. Um, uh, rip it, ripping his actual hair out. Yeah. Oh, don't stabbing forget the badass pile driver, too. Oh, I mentioned the pile driver. Oh. Yeah, it was really stabbing good Stabbing his driver. leg to like, yeah. try to get With blood With the pen or whatever back. it was, yeah. That white spike, I don't know what the hell um, it was. So, at one point, they teased that Sean is going to get thrown in the casket. Uh, Vince has to remind everybody, oh, this yeah, is by the not way, a casket By the way, match. Mankind came out in a casket. Yeah, <laughs> which stayed at ringside the whole time. Uh, and eventually, the end comes when Vader runs out. And uh, starts fighting Sean, uh, Shane, Sean Michaels. So I almost said Sean McMahon. And then Sid Vicious comes out. And fights Vader. That's, that's Psycho Sid, thank you. They're all the same. Psycho Sid. Wee, wee, the best yeah. entrance music uh, of his career. And Bastard. yeah, that's the end of the match. Sean Michaels technically wins by DQ in... Uh, 26 minutes and 25 seconds. It flew by, though. It did not feel like it, it was, was that long. It was a great match. And then the Undertaker thing. comes out of the, uh, the casket, yeah. which is yeah. awesome. The crowd popped so big for well, that. It was really cool. I was like, because think about it. When, did the, when the hell would he have gotten in I there? was actually yeah. trying to figure that out, too. Because like, it was open, and then they closed it. He had to have been under the ring, and they had to have had a false bottom in the casket. That, either that, or at one point we didn't notice that they moved the casket backstage or something. I don't well... Know. No, I think cas- people would have noticed that. Yeah, the though. casket was there the whole time. It had to have been a false floor in the casket, and he was under the ring because it was right up against the edge of that ring. Uh, what do you guys give this match? I'm going four and a half stars. I would have gone four, seven, five, or even five. Had there been a real finish? I'm not upset that there wasn't because I get it. Back then, this was not like a title change show. Like You didn't right. see the main titles change on these in-your-house shows, so I'm not necessarily upset by the ending. But it would have been nice to have a real definitive ending, but yeah. still four and a half. This match is phenomenal. I gave it 4.75. And I don't fault you for that. Nope. And if, again, clean finish would have had the five stars. This is a fantastic I would have loved to see the sweet chin music end it, but uh-huh. I also understand you got to keep the man, the new Mankind character yeah. somewhat strong. Uh-huh. So you don't want him to get pinned. And you don't, you don't want to take the belt off Sean either, so makes sense. Four and three quarters, man. I mean, yeah, the DQ finish was the only thing keeping it from five-star territory, and I still almost gave it five stars. It was really good. Um, 
you alluded to this, Zach, but there was that padded chair in the ring, and then Mankind went up to the top turnbuckle with a chair in his he hand. He got Van Daminated by but, Shawn But, like, Sean springboarded off of the chair. This is 1996, guys. Springboard off the chair and Sweet Chin music him. Yeah. And and that was amazing. Um, by the way, Dave Meltzer even gave this four and three quarters. There you go. And he hates non-finishes. Yeah. Um, discussion. Yeah. What's your favorite face of Foley? Cactus Mankind. Jack. Mankind. Cactus Jack as well. Cactus Jack for me. I just have so many fun memories of him, especially with that Triple H feud when oh, he first came back. And the, just his ECW yeah. run, too. But it's hard to argue against Mankind because that was like the bulk of his Mankind had the most run. iconic moments. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's true, too. It's hard to argue either way. But Cactus was amazing. Yeah. I mean, people, Dude Love was even cool. I really liked Dude yeah, Love. Yeah, Dude Love was fun. I really liked Dude Love. Uh, and that's how the show ends. Uh, I actually, we get a 10-minute highlight package. That's technically how the show ends. The JR kind of goes through. Yeah. Did bit. you guys watch it? Yeah. No. I, I didn't. didn't. I didn't. I skipped through. I was like, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. Okay, 10 seconds. Show's over. Um, and that's how we go off the air. Uh, overall, this show sucks. What'd you give it grade wise? Oh, hey. This show sucked. What'd uh, you give it? I give it a D minus, and that's only because of the main event. And I, I wanted to go regular D, but I couldn't. Even that match couldn't get the show above a D minus. This was top five worst shows we've looked at. And I, without that main event, it might be the worst show we've done. I gave it a D, lower D, like 63%. You always got to bring out the percentage points hey, every he had week. Two, he had two, uh, took two economics classes. Thank <laughs> that's you. right. He took economics, so he's good with percentages. Um, so, yeah, I gave it a, like 63.5%. Um, <laughs> Wait, do you round up or down on that? I don't. Stop. Luke, what'd you give it? I gave it a D. Um, there were a few historical moments in this pay-per-view. The One of the more iconic interviews was Stone Cold as he was just starting to catch fire. ECW was here. Bulldog and Owen won their first titles. And then, of course, this masterpiece of a main event, which literally does not seem possible when you watch the rest of this pay-per-view. It doesn't seem like WWF at this point is capable of that match. You're not wrong. Like It's, it's insane You're how not good wrong. that match is. And like everything... And, like, the really crazy part is it almost feels like it could have been from a different show. Yeah. Because all the complaints we had about the corniness, how cheesy everything was, how poorly produced a lot of it was, all that was gone. And this was just, like, it it would have been, this felt like it could have been on a takeover today. And it would have fit just fine in that, you know, in that space. Uh, Very, very, very solid match. Well, that being said. Shall we put a button on that and move to listener voicemails? Mm, yes, let's Someone's do it. got a bone to pick with, with us. Do, do, do. And that first bone is actually, we got Nolan getting a little fired up. He thinks we're being a little too hard. Oh, oh, we're hurting Randy Orton's little feelings. Oh, baby Randy Orton. Oh, my. God, you're so ridiculous today. So Nolan called in. He's got a couple things to say about our treatment of poor Randy Orton. What's up, fellas at Big Boys and Body Slams? This is Nolan here. I got one little thing. You guys are hating on my boy Randy Orton. I'm a big Orton fan. And so he's just out here playing jobber to all these guys. So how do you expect him to go through? uh, He's just going through the motions, but he's playing jobber. So how do you expect him to give 100%? He deserves more and he should be getting more. I would like to see at least one more title run with Orton. That's just me, though. I know you guys don't want to see it, but I would love to see that. Just one more. Uh, That's all I got. Have a good one. Big boys and body slams. Yes, sir. Thanks, Nolan. Appreciate that. You know what? You're right. He's right. Poor, poor, oppressed, jobber, (laughs) poor Randy Orton. We love you, Nolan. I, 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 you're right, man. Randy Orton, 
does he? No, d- dessert. Nay, doesn't deserve it. He needs another WWE title run in his career. Poor jobber Randy Orton. Poor thirteen-time <laughs> world champion Randy Orton. You know what you can do? Even if you're losing a match, you know what helps? Trying. That really helps put on a good match, Randy. So how about you try? Samoa Joe. You know how many world title reigns he has? Somebody tell me how many world title reigns Samoa Joe like has two? in WWE. Zero. Oh, zero. Zero. Oh, yeah. zero. Yeah. I and you know off. what? He doesn't. He still tries. He still puts on good matches and does what he's asked to. If it's Randy Orton being bitter, uh-uh, girl. But oh. you're right. Poor oppressed little baby Randy Orton. He needs that. He's oh. he needs that 14th title to put in his trophy case. He needs that. that just give me that one last two hundred thousand dollar WWE title bonus, please. Zach. What do you guys Zach, think? Thanks for calling Zach, in, Nolan. We you were you. a grade A cop just now. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that, that and this is the second week in a row, you cut an amazing promo at the same time. Uh, uh, we love you, Nolan. Thanks for writing in, buddy. Oh, calling. Sh- I said it again. Holy <laughs> Thanks shit. Thanks for calling in. We love you. Um, I, I will say, Nolan, I get that you love Randy Orton. We know someone else who loves Randy Orton unrealistically, or unreasonably, I guess I should say. Who? Doesn't, doesn't Jordan Kelly love him a lot? I think he just... I don't... Oh, uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. anyway, I wouldn't ever call someone a jobber that's literally in a WWE title match in the main event. So, um, I don't want to see Randy Orton win another. I'd rather John Cena win another one than Randy Orton. Completely. I agree. think there's a place for Orton. Like in all seriousness, to get back to it, I think there's a place for Orton on the card. I just don't think. I mean, he could even be putting guys over. It's not an issue with him in the title scene for me. I just like. There's something about his effort level to me, you know, that's not there anymore. And I well, think, Orton and I don't want to accuse someone of being lazy. I'm a big, fat, squishy guy. Like, it's not that. It's just that his matches don't entertain me anymore. I think, I think, I don't want to say character change is in- needed, but something something's got to happen. There's a, something missing right well, now with him. I was excited when he was going to be in the Wyatt family there for a minute, and then that was just a yeah, it was. And honestly, it's to the point. I think the biggest thing is. Um, I know you said you're fine with him being in the picture. I just think he's using someone else's spot that needs it a whole I mean, that's true too. lot more. And whenever I see a match, so whenever you guys read a card off, like, oh, we got a pay-per-view coming up. Oh, it's uh, so-and-so versus Randy Orton. And I immediately roll my eyes. Immediately. I was telling Kyle, he had a match on SmackDown. He opened the show, just a six-man tag team match. And I would like seeing him get in the ring, like, gave me anxiety. I was just like, I can't sit through another Randy Orton match. I can't do it. I remember going. I did it though. Uh, going to a RAW, I, you. Uh, and Randy Orton wrestled. I think Sheamus on the card, and I just got up and went to the bathroom at that point because I did not want to watch. Randy it, Orton he's a bathroom man. break guy. I just, I just haven't got it. He is talented. He's a fantastic he's wrestler, so and he is a very good heel. Oh yeah, and he was one of the people that got the best, the quickest. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, young Randy was amazing. Even even midway through, but this Viper thing is so old and played out. And yeah, he I think thinks, it's the gimmick, right? He feels like it's old and played out. He's just yeah. so slow and methodical on things, and it's just not fun to watch. If anymore. you literally just give him, like Zach's saying, one twinge of difference. Yeah, just a tweak. Just tweak him. Something. There's something there still. I just something's missing. Yes, you're absolutely Should right. Should I move on to the next call? Thank you, yeah. Nolan. Uh, and also, love you, Nolan. Yeah, I, I gotta roast. The, I gotta roast the caller. You sometimes. went off. Good God. Up next, David Ritter has uh, written in. He wants to know about the upcoming wrestling wars between NXT and AEW, and what we think, and NWA as well. So we'll get his thoughts on uh, kind of an exciting time, I guess, for the wrestling atmosphere. Uh, David's going to take it away here. I think we got a Wednesday Night War brewing, right? So uh, he actually has an interesting little twist on the question as well. Hey, guys. David Ritter from Lexington, Kentucky. Hope everybody's doing well. NXT was fantastic on Wednesday night with a great fatal four-way. 
match that was for the women. Um, I was really excited. I'd never seen NXT before. So uh, I'm excited to see where they're going to go from here. I cannot also wait for AEW and uh, see how they're going to go head-to-head. Wondering who you think is going to get over uh, the most, which show or which performer uh, do you think is going to get over quicker and uh, who's going to make more of an impact. And the other thing I was going to ask you all about is you're not hearing much about the NWA show coming up soon. And I'm excited about seeing that and what they're going to offer as well. Um, just wanted to throw a discussion out to you. Hope you guys are doing well. Love the show. Take care. All the best. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. Yeah, thank you so much. I do want to say, David, if that's your first exposure to NXT, you owe it to yourself, man. If you've got the network, check out uh, Takeover Brooklyn, Takeover New Orleans, Takeover New Orleans. That's one of my favorite shows. I mean, we got we got to get an NXT show on the schedule. Yes, man, we got to go back and do a Takeover. There's so many amazing NXT shows, man. Go back and watch those because it is one of the best brands. NXT is my favorite wrestling brand on planet Earth. Um, and I think if you're talking about to get to more of the specifics, if you think what, so what show is going to kind of stick in people's minds, I think it's going to be AW at least, at least early, at on. least at first, just yes. because it's the big new brand, uh, and which superstar is going to get over at, I'll just give you one and then you guys can do, you know, answer it. How you, how you'd like, uh, I think the Velveteen dream is going to benefit from this the most. I think just being on cable or ha- being on television every week, he is such a dynamic wrestler and such a dynamic character that I think he's really going to benefit from that. And as far as NWA goes, I'm kind of just meh about it. Like I understand that it has so much historical significance, you know, in the wrestling landscape and in the yes, world of but professional it wrestling. Meant a lot for a long. Time. I just don't know how you can slot in an NWA with a WWE, with an AEW, with an ROH, with an Impact. You know, like they don't have the names, they don't have the hype behind them that I think they really need. Uh, if they keep it within their means and they just do a small studio show and they're doing like MLW and they're putting it up on YouTube or fight or however they're going to do that, that, that's fine. It's just, I'm skeptical, I guess. Cautiously optimistic, I guess. So I think you're going to see these two shows bounce back and forth, right? I think AEW and NXT are going to be a lot like the Monday Night Wars where some before the big lead happened. Um, if I had to pick one, AEW will probably be the better watched at first just because it's the new thing mm-hmm. but the minute they they slack off nxt is going to get those viewers i think the biggest guy in exposure wise is going to be kenny omega because there's a lot of america like the american yes. fans who has yes. not seen him yeah for sure being uh, uh see, being able to see kenny omega on a weekly basis is going to be huge for the u.s market and honestly with nwa i would love to see them do something I can only name maybe three guys on the roster. That's Eli Drake, James Storm, and Magnus, like 2010 Impact roster. I just don't... The thing with NWA is I don't know what kind of like a a media marketing budget they have. I mean, it's probably decent because Corgan owns it. Right. But... They got to use it. But honestly... You don't see anything about them. Unless you're a hardcore wrestling fan, I'd wager you don't even know that they're making a comeback. And honestly, with Jim Cornette being attached to the show now, I lost all interest. Yeah, that's going to hurt for a lot of people, not just you. It, It... I understand why they hired him oh, to, definitely. to fill that role, but a little bit of the bubbly. I think Jim Cornette says a lot of things that he's fine on MLW though. Yeah, but I it it's some of the stuff he says on his Twitter just makes me want nothing to do with anybody who does business with him. But you you were more than happy to watch that Sabu match, and he said terrible things on Twitter. That's right. also true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't be a hypocrite. 
I wasn't going that far. I was well, just going to say. You did, you did some love, people can put you, things aside. We all Thanks, love Luke. seeing him get his ass kicked, though. True. Yeah. Uh, Luke, do you have thoughts on the... Um, if I were to pick a wrestler, um, I know that he's already pretty beloved, but Johnny Gargano, being on cable TV, he's going to be the darling of everyone's hearts. I mean... How much do you think he's even going to show up on NXT, though? I, he better. I, I think you could see him going to Raw or SmackDown. I mean, he's kind of done everything he really needed to. I know, but they've NXT. kept him down there for a really long time, and I think that's You think he's design. just going to be a lifer now? He's, he's dude. And I and we've talked about this before, um, and I don't want to sound like a traditional guy, but, like, he's, he's really small. And when you're around the giants of the main roster, I mean, it just... It can overshadow you. And I know Daniel Bryan got over that way, but he's even smaller than that. Um, I think that Gargano being on NXT regularly would be amazing. Yeah, he'd uh, help and bring the, eyes be for so sure. so much exposure. Either that or Adam Cole would be would get over huge, yeah. too. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for calling yeah, in, David. That's a good David. question, man. That was a very good question. We got a lot of good ones this week. But go back and watch NXT stuff. Yeah, watch some NXT. I, I recommend TakeOver New Orleans. That's my favorite. Maybe my favorite wrestling show, top to bottom, of all time. I think it's still is like the gold standard for what a wrestling pay-per-view could and should be. Uh, but that you can't really... Any of the takeovers, like you can rarely... There's From a rarely, purist standpoint, There's yes. rarely been like a, a poor takeover event. Like even the ones that aren't home runs are still like B shows, you know? Yeah, um, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so up next, our last call, we got Savi, the first time caller... So, which is exciting to always get a first-time caller here, and he has some thoughts to share with us. Uh, man, I'm just loving these voicemails right now. I won't roast you so hard since it's your first time. I know it's Nolan's first time, too, but he's been around. <laughs> so we, he, we love him, too. I don't know what Zach's deal is. I love every caller. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Salvo here. Um, just listened to the Clash Champions podcast and thought it was really, really, uh, you guys did a great job on it. And regarding the Becky and Sasha um, debate, um, I think Sasha's had the more consistent run, like more in the main event uh, picture, whereas um, Becky wasn't until the man came about. And I don't know. I'm going with the man because it just uh, took me by surprise. It's pretty kick-ass, but... Enjoy listening to you guys' show. Um, this is my second show I've listened to you guys, so you got a new new listener. But uh, keep up the great work. Thanks a lot. Savo. Thank, thank you, you Savo. Uh, he, he pretty much had the same yeah. reaction that we yeah. did to that question. That, um, for yeah. so, that was like the hardest question you've asked Yeah, us. because it's you have to preface it with like, well, Sasha over time has had a yeah. bigger resume but then becky's just just exploded yeah, that yeah. year, that year yeah. you can't argue with that i mean he's right yeah. i was i was prepared to flip-flop again if he chose uh if he, if he, he chose he sasha, sasha but he went with becky so I'm, I'm sticking with becky i don't have to flip-flop again you two both flip-flopped i i stayed stayed true to my word that's right mm. luke made fun of me for flip-flop and then he flip-flopped no, no yes you I did had becky already picked though no, no you had sasha the night before <laughs> Well, there's no recorded evidence. Prove it. <laughs> now there is. I yep. guess you're right. I guess you're right. I no, he's right. still so thank you, them. thank you, everybody, for calling in. Even Nolan. Uh, even Nolan. It especially, was fun. Especially, especially Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Come on, pick our bones. I love having my bones picked, man. It's it's a it's a blast. All right. So you ready for next week? I'm ready for next week. What I'm do we got on tap? So ready. For it's next officially week. spooky season. Uh, we got Halloween Havoc '95. That won Ooh. the poll. I picked it. That's the, what. What do we got on that on that card to look oh, forward to? Uh, is this we, gonna be another gem? Oh, yes. We have Johnny B. Bad versus Diamond Dallas Page. Jim. Oh. Randy Savage versus the Zodiac. Oh, gosh. oh no. That's Brudai. 
I can't pronounce Kurosawa Kurosawa versus Road Warrior Hawk. Oh no. Yeah. Sabu versus Mr. JL, which is Jerry Lynn. Okay. okay. <laughs> nice. You guys can't watch Sabu. That makes you hypocrites. Oh, sorry. Uh, Lex Luger versus Mang. Sting and Ric Flair versus Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson. Ooh. Nice. Then we have a monster truck match between Hulk Hogan and the Giant. A, a sumer, sumo monster truck match. And then we have Randy Savage versus Lex Luger. Mm. Lex Wait, Luger's what? double duty? Wait, was this like a turn? Is there a tournament going on? I or? don't know, but they both so did Savage. double duty. Yeah. yeah. Then we have the Giant versus Hulk Hogan again. And then there's nice. something, there's a little spoiler, something that happens during that match that is ridiculous. Also, Giant I, gets murdered. I kind of want to run through uh, October yeah. so you guys know what you're looking forward to. So that that will drop on the 2nd. On the 9th, we will have Hell in a Cell 19. Then we'll have uh, a look at the first couple weeks of AEW TV. Then we will have Bound for Glory Impact's I can't wait for show that, nineteen. It's got Ken Shamrock, and then we'll have another Halloween Havoc vote for you the end the ma- or end the month two thousand. That you, I guess you maybe. lost. Haha. Yeah, you lost. I haven't won a poll yet. No. Oh, this was a pity pity one because I lost this poll. I'll probably get two thousand as a pity vote too. Yeah, I need you, I need pity votes. People. Eventually, we're just gonna have to say screw it to the poll and just let Zach have what he wants. Maybe. We just did that. It's because I just oh, okay, keep yeah, picking true, bad true. shows on is. purpose because yeah, I'm a masochist. I don't know what to say. Yeah, this show is gonna be exciting, fellows. I apologize in advance, but at the same time, I'm not sorry because it's gonna be hilarious. Sorry, not sorry. Again, this is, is mid early '90s WCW. You cannot go wrong. You can find us on Facebook. Zach's running the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a uh, Instagram page that our friend Jordan Kelly is running. Okay. And then, um, I'm usually the one running Twitter this week. Somebody else probably will for the majority of the I'll time. I'll probably be flunking around on Twitter a little bit. So, we'll sure. have somebody else. Zach will be doing that, too. I'll be posting lots of selfies. I'll be uh, popping in and out, maybe, uh, where I'm at. Hey, you got to live tweet your Disneyland experience. Then True. my phone will die. Okay. And if it happens, it happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Stay unplugged. It's okay. We appreciate every single one of you for listening this week. We love week. you guys. This was, you, I gotta Nolan. say, I gotta say, this is one of my favorite episodes I think we've ever done, boys. I, my ass was boosted. Damn, I'm having fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't be afraid to call in. I'll only bully you if you've been listening for a long time. Oh, Nolan. Or if you like Randy Orton. Hey, guys, Nolan hits tanks in softball, though. So oh, just remember God. that. Is he, is he a dong hitter? He, and he's, and like, he's just a stud. He's he handsome. just hits tanks. So All you right. know what? Yeah. Our fans are just too, too sweet. sweet.